Welcome to the Rising Lioness podcast on All About Animals Radio, a place dedicated to animals and all those who act to protect and advocate for them. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Salvamini, and I'm thrilled and honored to be here representing All About Animals Radio using my voice for the animals. Thank you for joining us for what intends to be a thought-provoking and soul-inspiring series where we discuss topics aimed at understanding the importance of the relationship between empathy, animal rights, and our peaceful coexistence with the animal kingdom. And now on to our show. Hi, thanks for joining me today. This is Erica Salvamini. Many of you know me as the host of the Rising Lioness podcast on All About Animals Radio. I am also a master Reiki practitioner. I've been offering gentle, transformative healing to pets and their people for also nearly 20 years. And I've also been the creator and owner of Just For Paws Pet Spa, the compassionate, gentle pet care provider in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. And today I represent all three of those roles as I come to you doing this podcast on YouTube and also on um, all the major podcast platforms. This podcast has allowed me to be a, a spokesperson, a voice for the voiceless for the animals and also for the people who love them. And so I'm very grateful to All About Animals Radio for allowing me to, to be a host on my own show. It's been an incredible opportunity and the vast knowledge that I've learned over these last 20 years working with pets at Just For Paws Pet Spa has also allowed me to come to this point today where I am able to speak about compassionate pet care and the necessity um, of it in the marketplace and to talk about, bring awareness to the fact that there really isn't much of it. And so for the last 20 years I've been doing this work, I have been talking about and banging the drum a little bit, at least in my small little part of the world about compassionate pet care and why it's so important and why we shouldn't be treating animals like commodities and exploiting them just for money. And that's not just in the pet industry, but in, in the world, in every facet, whether it is in farming, whether it is in um, you know, trophy hunting, whether it is in the exotic animal trade, that very dark industry that exists. Animals are not ours to exploit. They are here to live and be free. And so that I'm coming to you from a spiritual aspect um, as a master uh, master Reiki practitioner, as well as someone who's been providing compassionate pet care for 20 years and who's also a staunch animal advocate. So I have, as I said, I'm, I'm wearing all three of my hats today. And so with that, we will I will turn it over to the actual um, podcast where I'll introduce you to Vicky, I'll introduce you to Bachi, who will be on Vicky's table, and we will be actually demonstrating a little bit of a gentle pet grooming um, session and what that looks like. And Bachi is a Bernie doodle, um, a Bernie's mountain dog mixed with a standard poodle. So he's a, he's a big boy, medium size, you know, maybe about 50, 50 to 60 pounds or so. So he looks like a big dog, but he's really just a puppy. And so he's just learning the ropes with grooming. And so gentle pet care, patience, love, and sharing energy 
our energy with the pet's energy is extremely important and critical. That's all part of what gentle pet care is about. And so we're going to do a little bit of a demonstration of that. And for those folks who are listening and not watching on YouTube, we will try and talk through everything that we're doing and talk about what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it and, and how it is important for the um, emotional wellness of the pet as well as of course making him beautiful is great but the priority is first and foremost with making sure that he is comfortable he's happy and he feels safe and that's really anything that all of us want and deserve and have the right to and so that gets at the core of what compassionate pet care is all about that's what we'll be talking about today and I hope you'll stick around and we are going to start that demonstration in just a moment so we'll be right back Thanks. Hi, today we have Vicki and Bachi here with us and we're gonna be talking about compassionate pet care and what that means uh, to us and for the industry today. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Vicki. And this is Bachi. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about Bachi and then I'm gonna ask you a little bit if you wouldn't mind, tell us about you. Um, so Bachi is a Bernese mountain dog mixed with a poodle, which is also known as a Doodle. Yeah, yeah, he's a little bit less than a year old, so we're going to try to see if we can get him a bit groomed today. Very nice. Right. So I've been doing this work for just about 20 years, and you've been doing this for almost 10 years, right? Yes. So between us, we've got quite a bit of experience working with animals, and so um, I thought it'd be great if we talked a little bit today about why it's important to uh, use gentle handling with animals yeah. and with their energy. And I thought it'd be great for us to work with Bachi since he is a puppy. He's a big dog, yes. right? <laughs> so he might not look like a puppy, but he actually is a puppy. And so they have special requirements with grooming. All pets have special requirements with grooming, but because he's still a puppy, he's still learning the ropes, right? So, so I thought maybe we could start with finding out a little bit about why you are doing the work that you're doing. And my main question would be, you work with animals. Yeah. That seems to be your, maybe your calling. And did you always love animals? Was that something that was always yeah, a passion of yours? Yeah, for as long as I can remember, yeah, I loved animals. I would always stop at the street when I would see a dog walking and, you know, try to pet it and say hi. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I can relate to that, absolutely. And so animals probably maybe gave you a sense of peace and comfort. Yes, very much so. And so did you always know you wanted to work with them? Um, no, because I, in the beginning I didn't really know this existed until I went to high school and then I, it just opened my eyes on, you know, all the possibilities on dogs that, you know, stuff that can be done with That's them, amazing. Yeah, to them, you know, help them out and everything. So you went to a specialized school dedicated to like a tech vocational school? Yes. I understand. Okay. And so in that technology or that tech program, um, vocational rather, you work with animals. Yes. That's where I started mm -hmm. in high school for you. Wow. So you've been doing this basically since what, 13 years old? 16. 16. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty awesome. And so it became pretty evident, yeah. I guess, yes. that you were doing the right thing and Definitely. you were doing what yeah. you were meant to do. Yeah. I loved it. You know, there was not a day that I didn't go to school and I was getting excited about working with the dogs. That's awesome. Yeah. And so right from high school, you've been, you've been doing this ever since. Yeah. That's really cool. And so maybe today we can, you can show us a little bit about the work that you do with animals. And what would you like to start with, with Bachi? So, Has he been bathed yet? 
Um, no, not yet. We're gonna do a little bit of um of cleaning first. I'm trying to see if we can get around his eyes because he is a little bit difficult around that area. Um, so I'm gonna start with the brush. Hi, Mister. And I do like to talk to the dog so that they can, you know, um, feel comfortable. Feel comfortable and know that everything's gonna be okay. Right. Um, if I see that, you know, it's not working, then I'll stop, you know, talking to them. Because sometimes dogs. They don't like when you talk to them when you're getting groups. So. Right, they're yeah, all different. They're all different. Right? Yeah. They all have special special Thank requirements, you. and that gets to part of what compassionate pet yeah. care is as well. Is that we cater to the needs of each yes. individual pet and what they need, and we use our energy to to work with them. Yeah. Right, and first thing we want to do is communicate with the pet, greet the pet, say hello to the pet, have respect for them as being sentient beings. Mm -hmm. Right? And then they feel comfortable and they know if, if we feel good, they're going to feel good. Yes. Because they do feed off our energy, don't they? They, they definitely do. Yeah. And so with compassionate pet care, you're going to support their needs as much yes. as you can, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying that as though I don't know, but I do know because I've been doing pet, compassionate pet care myself for the last 20 years. I'm going to help hold him up for you because also part of gentle pet grooming, handling, means that you sometimes need extra help, yes, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So you're not always working alone. No. A lot of times we're yes. working side by side with somebody else who can help um, hold the pet, support the pet, talk to the pet while the other person is maybe doing the work. So what is it that you're doing with him right now? So right now I'm trying to um, brush out his cheeks. Um, he is giving me a little bit of trouble, but that is fine because we can work around it. And he is still a puppy too. He is still so, a puppy, so he does, you know, usually puppies tend not to like to get held by their chins because right. they're not used to it. Or told to do anything. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're cute, you're cute. We let you get away with stuff. But when we're grooming them, they do have to learn that yes, we're working too. To and so <laughs> we get to, um, hopefully if we get to work with them when they're young, we can start the training process early, yes, which is really nice, and we get to do it the right way, and that's another part of um, compassionate pet care, especially with puppies, is the very first time they're with us, we want it to be really special for them, yes. special in a good way, not special in a bad way. We want them to remember it as Have a really an, great experience. Yes, exactly, and so that's a really big part of what we do in this kind of work with animals is being mindful of making sure they have a nice experience, you know? And he's got a nice, calm demeanor right now, even for a puppy, like, you know, his breath is steady. It's not, you know, a heavy pant. He is licking me, which is nice. So yes. he doesn't, he's not jumping or howling or trying to get away. And he's letting you brush his knots out of his yes. face, which is really nice. So. What do you think um, would be a good way to demonstrate some of the other things that you would work on before you put a dog into a bathtub? Um, so some of the stuff that you do, like as pre-work before they go to the bath. So we can also work on the pads. Um, I'll give them a little break on the face. Okay. And you know, you want to lift him up. And I can talk to him while you're doing yes, that and help him. keep him calm because a lot of times I know that they don't like their feet yeah. touched and they feel a little bit funny about yes. it and they might do some donkey kicks or <laughs> resist right. vehemently. Don't touch my feet, what are you yes. doing? So right now I'm caressing the leg so that you kind of know that I am gonna pick it up. Um, That's a nice respectful yeah. thing to do for a dog. Nice and, you know, 
kind of let him know, like, hey. So it's like a, a tap, tap, tap. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm here now. Yeah. As opposed to, imagine walking down the street and somebody yeah, just like grabbed your leg. <laughs> You'd be like, what the hell? What are you yeah. doing? So I always say that. It's nice to give them a little bit of a tap and that heads up and let them know that we're coming for their foot so they can get prepared for it. So I'm going to lift the leg and I'm going to lift it towards the back. Um, I don't want to do it towards the front because that would be very uncomfortable for him. So you're lifting his leg in the way that his actual joints are bending. Yeah, yeah. I understand. So comfort is of the is of the utmost importance for our animals. We want to make sure that they we're, we're working with them in an anatomically correct way. He's doing so good. So you're shaving the hair out from underneath the pads, yes, so that dirt and debris mm -hmm. and stuff from outside when he's walking yes. does not get stuck in there. That's awesome. Now I'm going to lift up the other one, and I'm going to do the same so thing. Good. You're doing so good. He's a good boy. Who's a good boy, Bachi? You're a good boy. You're the best boy in the world. He's doing really good. Yeah. Good job, Mr. Bachi. Good so boy. after you shave his pads out, will you be doing some nail trimming maybe? Yes. Oh boy, that's gonna get exciting, <laughs> folks. Because we all know how much, how much most of us love their nails cut, but he's gonna do just fine. And we could just do a little bit at a time. And I also think that it's very important to have a positive um, mindset when working with dogs, because um, if you kind of tell yourself, oh my god, I'm not going to do it, then you're already, you know, right. you're setting, setting yourself, yourself up for, for failure, failure mm -hmm. as well as the pet, which is never a good idea. So right. I, I get that. Positive thinking, positive affirmations are extremely important when working with pets. It's very much like working with children. And if you're not feeling good that day, that morning, it's never a good idea mm -hmm. to push yourself through, yeah. is it? So sometimes um, just being wise enough to take the day off or just take a few minutes and center yourself and ground yourself, check your energy. It's super important to make sure that we feel good and show up our very yes. best for them, right? Yeah. yeah. So then I'm gonna lift up the, other, the front leg and then I'm gonna lift it towards good the back. Job. Like I did with the back one. So we're bending them backwards as opposed to pulling his leg forward, yes. which is another way that you can cut the nails. And sometimes it's different for every single one it of them, is isn't it? For so them, sometimes yeah. the what pet they allow us exactly. To do with them. Sometimes the dogs will allow it to go backwards. Sometimes you have to hold the front out, the foot okay, out okay. in front of the the dog. Really good job, Bachi. We cut the hair yeah. out of the pads. Yeah. He's the Bachi. Good boy, you see, it's now, okay. Does that, will you start with his nail cutting in the back the same way that you did with the pants? Yes. Just to get him yes. used to the, the situation okay. and what's happening? All right, Bachi. Look deeply into my eyes. You're going to be just fine. Everything's going to be just fine. Just fine. I'm lifting up the leg. Hi. How are you? Hi, Bachi. Look at me. I saw you reaching into your pocket before. Do you have some secret stash yes, for this I puppy did. by any chance? Yes, we I have heard some your carrots. Carrots. Maybe if you pass me a couple of carrots, of I can dangle the carrot while you're cutting his nails. Okay, oh. super. I have your favorite. Oh my goodness! I have your favorite. You're a good boy. You're doing good boy stuff. Good job, Mr. Bachi. And so the back nails are pretty short. 
Um, Which that happens a lot, yeah, doesn't it? It does because they, you know, they do uh, when they walk, especially. Right. Um, it files it down for them. You know. That's excellent. So we'll do a quick check, and if he doesn't need them, then we'll move to the front nails and do it that way. Yeah. You just got a pass, buddy. <laughs> Good job. That means your mom will wash you a lot. That's awesome. Your mommy loves you. You're a good boy. Good job. Let's see. Let's do the front ones. Who's doing good? Who's doing so front good? Front ones are um, who's doing so good? Short too, but they can be tipped off. Great. Um, so just take a little bit off, right? Take a little bit off. You have to watch that quick, right? Yes, you have to watch That's, it because if not, you can make it fade if you go too short. It. That's the vein inside the nail, mm -hmm. the quick. So you just cut a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And if they don't need that much taken off, you can always just yes. file, mm -hmm. file it. Give you some hugs, some hugs and love. So then you just come over here. And back just a little bit, buddy. Just a little bit. There we there go. There we go. Thank you, Bubba's. You're doing so good. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Good job, Mr. Bachi. Good boy, Mr. Bachi. So, Vicki, you have a really great demeanor with animals, and you make it seem kind of mindless. <laughs> like, it's just natural for you. It's innate, which is the way it should be, and it's wonderful to see and witness because Bachi's doing really well with you. Um, is it always like that for you? Do you use certain calming techniques, like when you're in a situation with a dog where the dog is fighting you, the dog is yes. biting you, the dog is, you know, and you start to sweat in panic. Yes. What am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? What are some of the things that you... So, I feel like when I catch myself on the verge of almost, like, saying, like, oh my god, I'm super, super stressed, I panic. stop myself, I stop myself, and I take a deep breath, and I say, it's going to be okay, we're going to get through this, and then at the same time, I'm also passing that positive energy to the dog That's to let him know as well, like, hey, like, we got this, like, we're going to get we're through this. We're in this together. Yes, we're in That's this together. That's super nice. Yes. yes. Um, and I feel like it does help me a lot, because, I, I mean, I've worked with many difficult dogs, and it's, I can tell, you know, when I pass that energy through the dogs that they can, you know, trust me, you know, they trust me too that they're going to do the best for them. That's beautiful. That, that touches me in my heart, which is really sweet <laughs> and really, uh, and I'm sure that they feel that too. Yes. You know, uh, just going into it with positive reinforcement and love in your heart. Yes. Leading with your heart in anything that you do, no matter what your career or what your vocation, whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. Is, uh, it makes all the difference in the world. Definitely, you know, definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I'm sure Bachi really appreciates it. I can tell he does. He might be a little bit stressed with some of the things that you're doing here today. Um, because, you know, let's face it, when we go get our hair cut, we just sit in a chair yes. and we can have a nice conversation and talk about nonsense at the hairstylist. But with dogs, we put them on a table and we ask them mm -hmm. to do natural things like stand for a couple hours at a time. Or if they're matted, we have to brush out their mats or you know, give them haircuts, cut their toenails. And we expect a lot of them. Yeah. And so it's it's really nice to understand that for them and respect them. And that all gets to what compassionate yes. pet care is. And so is there anything that I maybe haven't touched on yet that um, maybe for you, what does compassionate pet care mean for you specifically? Like what I word comes to mind? Patience is the number one word that comes to mind yeah. because um, 
you know, you have to have a lot of patience to work with a wiggly dog that's moving back and forth, you know, um, and also for them to feel that, you know, you're not going to get frustrated so easily with them, you know, um, they don't understand what, you know, most of the dogs don't understand what they're getting done, they don't understand that, you know, you're passing their clipper through them, they're just like, oh, something's vibrating in my body, like, you know, it feels weird, like, what is going on? So, you know, that we have to have a lot of patience for them while we're doing them, when we're working with them, and all that stuff. That's beautiful, and I totally agree. Patience, uh, which is uh, lends to compassion, yes. doesn't it? Yes. You know, having compassion for yourself to know that know what your limits are, mm -hmm. your personal limits, knowing what you can and cannot do, and that will bring you self confidence. Yes. And if you have confidence, then you're going to pass all of that mm -hmm. on to your pet, which sounds like that's everything that you're saying, and how you work with your pets, which is probably what. Uh, makes you so successful what you're doing and why you still smile every yeah. day at work and why it feels good to you and why you have great success working with animals that maybe have a harder time in a traditional grooming shop environment but when you work in a way that is compassionate and gentle and with respect and love the animals can feel that and sense that so you're going to have a better response and you can groom probably a lot more of the pets that other places maybe don't groom because they can't honestly or if they do and they try and they push the issue when a pet is resisting 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 and they're just trying to force it and force it and force it that's going to become an unsuccessful yeah. room and sometimes worse and that is unfortunately some of the stuff that we read about in the news which is you know why people wonder and it, it's awful it's just awful you know everything from my dog was emotionally traumatized. You don't really know why. And they, people say to me, you know, for years, my dog came home, my cat came home, and they just weren't the same for days. They were hiding. I don't know what happened. They weren't cut. There was no obvious, yes. you know, physical wounds. But sometimes it's the emotional trauma and mental trauma that can be way worse because that's the stuff that sticks. Yeah. And we don't know what to do. And yeah. it leaves us helpless as pet parents. You know, we're groomers by trade, but we're pet parents yes. <laughs> as well. And you know, these are our babies that we share our lives with and they're our family members and we wanna make sure that they're taken care of in the best possible way. In the same way that we want our two-legged children taken care of, we want our pets taken care of too. Yeah. So um, that, that kind of all encompasses what yeah. Compassionate Pet Care is about. And I really hope that, I hope for the Compassionate Pet Care to become more, you know, visible or aware in, in the marketplace for people to know and, and you know pet, pet parents can and should ask at their grooming shops wherever you are um you know how how do you work with our pets do you know anything about compassionate pet care and if they don't know what you're talking about that's okay you can just kind of talk to them that's how i would recommend for the people anywhere listening to this around the world frankly you know you are all within your rights to educate you know the groomers a lot of places in you know around the world they're not necessarily trained in the way that they should be and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean that they're at fault it doesn't mean that the grooming shops the business owners the groomers are at fault sometimes yes people humans are negligent and sometimes they don't necessarily take the time and patience to try to, to do things the right way but i really do believe that that people go into this work with animals to help yeah. and to do good and sometimes they lose their way but we as 
you know, companions to our animals, we have a duty to protect them yeah. and to make sure we get them, you know, what they need. And so you can call a grooming shop and you can ask, how do you work with pets? How do you work with animals? Do you talk about, um, I'm sorry, do you do gentle handling and what that means? Um, where do you put the harness around the dog in yeah. the grooming shop? Because a lot of times, especially with the smaller dogs, Bocce's a little bit bigger, but like with the Maltese or a Yorkie, where do you put the harness on them when they're on the table? And the harness is this lead that either goes around the neck of the dog and all four legs are on the table, or it goes around the chest, which I see you put yes. it around the chest and under the armpit, yes. which is a really nice way to keep your dog on the table because yes. it's safer, isn't it? It is safer because, um, God forbid, you were to try to, you know, jump, it would, you know, it wouldn't hold him on by the neck. It would just support him by the chest. Right. You know? And so what happens if it's around his neck and the dog were to lunge off the table and say your back was turned for just a moment, which yeah. we'll talk about that in a second too, um, if God forbid that were to happen, what could happen? He could choke. Yeah. 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 And these are some of the things that unfortunately we hear about. Dogs coming home and their eyes are red and bulging out of their head and, and a lot of times that is exactly what's going on. They're choking in their harness. And the groomers are on their phone, they're texting, they've turned their back, they've walked away. In grooming, yeah. do you ever walk away from a table or from your pet? Um, no. Uh, I always have one of our coworkers stand with the dog while, you know, if I have to go check something out, you know, I will, I will always ask a coworker. Yes. 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 So safety is a number one priority. And that's another thing that as pet parents, we should ensure when you're taking your pet somewhere, you ask about these things. And frankly, if the people don't, if the owners or the groomers don't want to talk to you and answer your questions and they seem annoyed or frustrated or, or less than helpful, should they stay there? No, because it just seems like, you know, there's just not that energy that you're looking for when you're doing a dog. Right. So you want to be in a place where the people is getting upset. So. We're gonna we're gonna stop that conversation and we're gonna go back to Bashi who has been extremely patient yes. with us as we try to talk to some of what compassion pet care is about. Let's remain compassionate for him. How about so we're getting close to the end of our podcast here? Maybe you could show a little bit of the cleaning up yes. between the eyes and so what I that am looks like. Wrap the Ninks shears. Um, there's tiny little scissors with little teeth on them. Okay. Um, it'll help out blend and it's just safer if you're working around the eyes as well. Now this, I would imagine, is a tricky business. Yes. Cutting hair between a dog's eyes. Very tricky. A moving, breathing, painful. sentient yes. animal who maybe is losing his patience a little bit. So we'll see how he does. So you're gonna hold his chin again to try and so steady I'm gonna his head? Let, yes, I'm gonna try to hold his chin. If he doesn't let me, um, and I'm also giving him little scratchies down his back and holding his booty. So right now I'm combing, and um, I am combing, let me switch him over here. Come on, sir. Come here, baby. Watch. Hi. Hi, you're doing so good. Yes, thank you. So if they don't let you do something, especially as a puppy, you just move on to something else. Yeah, and I you change the subject. Distract. Distract them. Just like um, with a, a toddler. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like a little kid. Okay.
So we'll see how he does. Right. And if he's not interested. Good. Okay, oh, so I see you are snipping the hair quickly but safely with these very safe Good. little scissors. Yes. Between his eyes. Come here, baby boy. Good job. I am talking to him. I'm also yeah. um, trying to not just only um, go straight and scissor the eyes, I'm also like massaging in there so he could kind of get used to um, having being touched around there. So you're desensitizing yes. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Got it. Right. Same thing with the feet. That's what I always yes. told my parents, my pet parents over the years with the puppies. Take them home, touch their feet constantly, play with their tootsies, play with their faces, hold their chins, so that they get used to that. I'm gonna do some scratches on your booty. So sometimes they are very curious on what you're putting near their face, so I will let them um, smell it, but I obviously won't put the teeth around um, their you know, their nose or their mouth, because if they go to lick it or bite it, you know, they can, um, you know, make themselves with sure. scissor. Sure. Hi, good boy. Well, that's okay. If he's out of patience for us and for that, Hi. we can move on to something else, which is maybe talk about how people can find you. If, do you have a website? Um, it is in the works, um, but it will be up. Um, Do you soon. have an email address? Yes. If people want to write you. It is um, pawfitpooch um, at icloud.com. Perfect. And, and it doesn't really matter because what we will do is, um, for the folks listening or watching on YouTube, we will also upload your information, your profile, your yes. phone number, so that if anybody locally wants to, to talk to you, or even groomers who maybe either you've been grooming for a lot of years, or you want to become a groomer, you want to find out more information, would you be open to people reaching of out course. to you? Yeah, that's great. more than happy to have a conversation with them. That's really nice, especially because it's about compassion and pet care specifically, and maybe learning about energy, and energy, energy as it relates to uh, working with animals and so you know you have to learn more about your your own personal energy so that you can learn about yes. how to communicate because frankly that is one of the we don't speak dog no. or cat necessarily <laughs> I <wish>. not usually <laughs> and they don't speak English although they, they do learn a few words yes. from us but you know being able to communicate through energy and love is a great way to let them know that we are with them we're yes. on their side and we're working with them and for them um, how about, do we have a minute to maybe try the sanitary cut? We can talk about what that yeah, is. of course. Um, so the sanitary cut is usually when you um, clean up in, um, by his rump area and underneath. Um, so why is it called a sanitary cut? What is the, what is the meaning behind that? It's just... Um, so it's like when they, when they have... They go to the bathroom, basically, yes. right? Yes. So they're having bowel movements or they're urinating. Mm -hmm. yeah, you want to yeah. keep that area clean and tidy. So that it doesn't get on the fur. On the fur or there. in the parent's household exactly. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that is a general, regular thing that we do in grooming yes. is clean around the, the booty and clean <laughs> underneath the sanitary area. And that's a, that's a nice thing to do for the pet parents yes. as well as for the animals. And so maybe you can just demonstrate a little bit around the booty if he'll let you. And we'll just do it, we'll do it partially. We won't do all of it. Put him in the belly so that way he doesn't sit down. I am gonna, I'm gonna hold that up for you with that yeah, help. Of course. Super. And then um, I'm gonna grab my nice tail, Bachi. And I'm gonna go from side to side. 
So I noticed that you're not really even touching the skin. No. You're just being just, really careful to yes. cut the hair away. Yes. And so again, gentle. Gentle, yes. Less is more sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's all Very set. nice. You have a nice, perfectly coiffed <laughs> booty. My, my good sir. All right, so I think we've got a, a really nice start here with learning about what compassionate pet care is for our audience, for our listeners, and for anybody on YouTube watching. I would really love it if maybe in the future we could do this again, maybe with another, instead of a puppy, maybe we do an older pet, because in gentle pet care, it's really important to, to know how to take care of all sorts of animals, whether it's fear-based aggression, pets with a lot of stress, um, older, advanced age pets, who are maybe blind, losing their hearing. Yeah. They're really stressed out in grooming, aren't they? They yeah. come to a place they, they sometimes they can't even see anymore. They don't know what's going on. Sometimes mm -hmm. they actually uh, get dementia, like people do, yes. and it's not it's not easy for them anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they need to go to a place where they feel safe and comfortable and confident. So that'd be really great if we could do this again. Um, I'd love to have you on and maybe we could talk a little bit more about this. I would love that too. Bachi, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this today. Could I give him a carrot before he goes? Of course. Thank you so much, you guys. This was a pleasure. I hope that our audience enjoyed this as well. You can find Vicky's information on our profile page for the Rising Lioness podcast on All About Animals Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Namaste. This has been Erica Salvamini for the Rising Lioness podcast on All About Animals Radio. A special thank you to Chris Corley for generously lending us his song, Zero Gravity, for the Rising Lioness podcast theme. Please take a moment to write a review for our show as it helps others to find us. Please also support our guests and their work, All About Animals Radio, and our social networks. Doing this further supports the animals and their advocates too, thereby making you an Animal Kingdom warrior also. You can find our links on the Rising Lioness podcast page. Until next time, in the words of Sharon Nunez, Animal Equality President, remember this, the small actions of one passionate individual can create a butterfly effect leading to a movement that has the power to change the world. Please use your voice for the animals today.